Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black, Bold, and Bougie. It's your girl, Shonda V, the favorite fashionista. And I'm Tasha, two S's in the I of Soulful Expression. And today we're going to talk about building intimacy. Yes, a lot of things come to mind when we use that word intimacy. I mean, first and foremost, the word sex comes to mind when I think of intimacy and what most people think of intimacy, but actually the definition of intimacy is a deep knowing of another person and feeling deeply known. So it's really the act of inviting someone into the most vulnerable places of yourself and letting them get a glimpse of who you are outside of your occupation, outside of your social media profiles and outside of your public appearances who you are as a person. When I think of the word intimate, I just always think of closeness. Yes. I don't even necessarily think of sex. That's not necessarily the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, I just think, when I think about an intimate relationship, I just think about how close you really have to be and how connected you really have to be to somebody. That's true. And another thing I think of that kind of goes along with intimacy is I always picture that in the context of a romantic relationship but you also are building intimacy with friends when you let them into your personal life and you tell them your secrets absolutely it comes in so many different shapes and colors it's good I'm glad you mentioned that so I did a little bit of research about the notion of intimacy and what it is. And there are actually four different types of intimacy. One is experiential intimacy, and that's when people bond through leisure activities, right? So we all have friends that we call on for different reasons. Nothing to be ashamed about. Like you have your travel friends, you have your shopping friends, because not all friends are interested in the same things. Um, Another type of intimacy is emotional intimacy, and that's when people feel safe sharing their feelings with each other, even in uncomfortable um, areas of their life. And that was kind of what you were getting at, like that closeness where I can be 100% vulnerable with you and not have to hide any of myself. The third type of intimacy is intellectual intimacy, and that's when people feel comfortable sharing ideas, opinions, even when they disagree. So think um, debate class, politics, uh, even in a work setting. Um, I think we live in a culture that encourages group think. So if you don't share my opinion now, it's automatically a problem. But I think- Hashtag cancel culture. Hashtag cancel culture. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. But it's okay for two friends to debate about things such as life, religion, views on marriage, and things like that, and still be close. And the last type of intimacy is sexual intimacy. That's when, you know, people do to do, and it brings them closer (laughs) together as a result of that. They get them blood ties, or they get in an entanglement, okay? (laughs) Um. But outside of those four types of intimacy, 
one thing I think is important for us to talk about is emotional intimacy. So um, the act of opening yourself up to another person so that you can develop stronger bonds with the people who you deem important in your life. I'm just curious, what are some of the ways that you've developed a deep emotional bond, whether it be with a friend or with someone you're in a romantic relationship with? Like, when did you know that, oh snap, we're in deep? And what did that process kind of look like as you were developing the relationship over time? You went deep. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I've ever really thought about that, but um, I think just being able to talk about some of your most, in some ways, um, when you're able to sit down with a person and talk about traumas that you've experienced or heartbreaks that you've experienced and really just open yourself up to either their rejection of, you know, some part of you or um, feeling as though maybe they're going to judge you. Like you really feel exposed. Um, I feel like if I feel comfortable enough with a person to be just my most authentic raw self um pushing aside you know that wall that we all put up to protect ourselves um when i've reached that that level of comfort with somebody um then i know that we are we are building an intimacy and when of course when it's reciprocated um so if we're specifically talking about relationships with men um you know a lot of times our culture requires men, especially black men, to be extremely strong on the outside. You know, they can't be vulnerable. They can't be emotional. They can't seem to have feelings. Um, So whenever you are becoming close enough to a man where he is willing to let go of that facade and just be real and raw and let you see the hurt or the shame or, you know, the trauma um, then you know that you have cracked something. And the same thing with the female, um, although sometimes we're um, kind of characterized as being more emotional and having our feelings more on our sleeves, there are a lot of us that, you know, we don't want to show that because we don't want to show any weakness either um, because we don't want to get stomped on, you know, if we've had heartbreak or if we've had father issues or parental issues or whatever it is in our past there are a lot of times when we put up a wall and you know we do our best not to let anybody see past it Um, but when that wall starts to crumble then you really know that you know there is an intimate nature to the relationship you know it's funny I totally agree I think back to one of my past relationships and I didn't know I was in deep and so it was too late Cause we had spent, we spent so much time together. And so I got to learn him outside of him trying to give me his representative. I understood his habits, his eating habits, his sleep habits, his, his work habits. Um, as you, you know, spend time with someone, especially if you are going over to each other's living spaces you start to get a feel for how they grew up. And it really helps to shape your understanding of why they do some of the things that they do. I think what stops intimacy from being built in friendships and romantic relationships is that we have a need to always put our best foot forward, to always show that, or to always look like we have it together and that everything is okay. 
But when you have people around you, say for instance, friends, where you can say, you know what, sis, I'm not okay. Like this happened and I am hurting and I don't know how to stop hurting. And have that person not judge you, not look at you crazy, not assume that you've done something wrong and not rush you to get over it and say, hey, stop crying. Like we went through that and you need to get up and move on. Not only do you build intimacy, but you build trust you build respect. Well, see, for me, I don't think that I can have intimacy if I haven't first developed trust. I think the trust has to come first. Um, and it's not, for me, it's not about being ashamed or anything. It's about, can I trust you? Um, because trust is big for me. And I know that my trust stems from my childhood. And if I feel any unease, if my spirit says, eh, we're not getting intimate. I'm not telling you anything. I'm gonna keep my wall up and that's how we're going to roll with it. And, you know, I'm gonna keep you at a distance. So um, for me, first, we got to really have a place where we have developed enough trust in our relationship that I feel okay with being vulnerable. Um, because I feel like in intimacy, there is, and I don't care what kind of intimacy you're talking about, emotional intimacy, sexual intimacy, there is a lot of vulnerability attached to it. Um, so I have to trust you before I ever let you become intimate with me. I work on trust, not so much with telling secrets, but watching how you move and how you interact with people and things outside of me. So I watch what you tell me versus what I tell you and how it spreads. Um, That's how I start to know whether or not this is a person I can trust. If the things that I hear you saying to me are not adding up with the things that I see you're you're doing, then there will be no trust. I don't, I'm not going to even get to the point where I'm going to start giving you little bits and pieces. I'm going to watch how you move. I'm going to see, you know, does this add up? And if it don't add up, then I ain't telling you nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And another point that you hit on earlier was if it don't feel right to me, you get no love. You're not getting any piece of my vulnerability because I think a lot of people downplay whether you want to call it the Holy Spirit or your gut feeling, but there is something in you that innately innately knows that something isn't right with a person. Like I have been in mid conversation with somebody and some just like, mm-mm, 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 shut up, girl. Don't don't tell them that. That's <laughs> the spirit of discernment, baby. Because some people can't handle all aspects of you. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that you have to um, stop being friends with that person or stop getting to know them. It just means you know your place with them. And for me and my friendships and in my romantic relationships, trust is my number one thing. When I say trust, it's not just like, like you mentioned before, like, telling secrets is can I trust you with the broken parts of me for me that's important because everybody gonna be with me when I'm up because I'm up exactly but can I tell you the most shameful parts of me and whether you agree with it or not can you just be there <laughs> like no judgment or at least keep your judgment to yourself <laughs> like just be there and not um, just about judgment but you know Every situation, I'm not looking for somebody to fix it for me. Sometimes you just need somebody that's going to be there to listen and be a shoulder, not necessarily trying to solve your problems for you, you know? Absolutely. I I absolutely 100% agree. I'd even go as far as to say most times we do not want opinion or a solution. We just 
need to say it out loud to someone who's not going to judge us. Absolutely. Let's get into how you begin to build intimacy, whether it's romantic or platonic. So one of the first steps that we mentioned was you need trust, right? And so inviting them out to places that are important to you, not saying, because I know a lot of people who meet somebody on Tinder and two weeks later, they didn't bought them to the auntie house for the cookout. And I'm like, girl, he could be a mass murderer. Now he know where all your family live. So he gonna come kill you and them too. I wish as a generation, we were more protective over our personal spaces and learning when you've reached a point to say, okay, now I feel like I can let you around my family. For me, I think that I know what type of person I am. Um, I'm very guarded. Um, A lot of times if somebody say they want to get to know me, you ain't really getting anything real. Um, Barely surface. Like I'm telling you stuff that's like I would tell people I work with. We're not going, you're not getting, you're not getting anything until I know that, you know, you're the type of person that, again, I've watched how you move. I watch how you talk to other people. I watch, I listen to the things that you say to me and I watch how you move and return. Um, so for me, it's going to be a slow burn um, as far as like me revealing anything that's real, you know, to you, period. Um, it just takes me a lot of time to trust. Um, trust is one of those things I am very slow to give. And once you, once there is an inkling, baby, that I can't trust you, oh, you probably screwed for life. Cause I don't know how to get that thing back. Getting to a point of intimacy takes time. And, and what I know about myself and about my friendships, if I talk about intimacy with friendships, a lot of my friends are people that I either grew up with. So, you know, as a kid, you, the way you see friendship is a little bit different. So, you know, I can look at the longevity of our friendship, the things that we've been through and survived. Um, and, you know, I don't have a lot of new friends. <laughs> You know, um, I'm not out here searching for new people to bring into my life. And that, that might, might make me sound some kind of way. If if God, you know, ordains it and it happens, fine. But, you know, I'm I'm good with the people I have um, as far as like intimate friendships. Because there are layers to, to, I don't even know if you would call everybody a friend, but there are True. layers. True. Um, so Definitely when I'm talking about friendships and really being intimate with somebody, I'm talking about the people that are in my close circle, you know, and I'm not out here looking for more people to add to you, my close circle because I really don't feel as though I need a lot of people to be in my close circle. You know, I like to keep that, for lack of a better word, intimate, right? Um, so I'm not looking for a big crowd. Of course, I'll make more associates, you know, more acquaintances, but those are that outer. So if you think about it like a circular zone, right? You know, your Mm -hmm. intimate friends, your family, your husband, your boyfriend, those people are in this, not all your family members. Let me, (laughs) let's back Uh that up. (laughs) Not all your family members. Okay. But the ones that you are very close to that, you know, you have that relationship with, that's that smaller, tighter circle that's in the core, right? That's like your nucleus. And then as you begin to spread out, you know, you have another layer that's like your associates and then even further out are just people who you consider acquaintances and they get further and further from the center and you are at the the very center of it all um so that's kind of how i how i deal with people so 
most of the people who are in my intimate group are people that I have known for years. And the few people that I have tried to allow to come in, um, you know, as with everybody, you know, you have relationships that just don't work out. Even, you know, not just, um, you know, um, romantic relationships, but friendships too. There are certain people that you thought, man, we are friends and we are going to do this and we're going to stand the test of time. And something happens in life and you you are, re- something is revealed about that person that maybe you just never thought you would ever see. That's good. Um, and so they have to get booted out of your inner circle. Um, so in those instances, sometimes I even realize with those type of people, even if I didn't know it in that moment, I realized when I look back on it, I wasn't as intimate with them. And I feel like that was a reason for that. I didn't know it at the time, but even though I considered them a close friend, realistically, if I look and compare my relationships, I can say for the people who have left my life, I really didn't get as close. I didn't bond as deeply. The, 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 the intimate level wasn't there. Um, so, you know, in some ways, I guess I could have seen that that wasn't going to last. See, I need to be more like you because I am a people person. I am the type of person that will trust you initially and then give you the rope and let you hang yourself. Um, And when I pull people in, I tend to pull them in um, quickly and um, I love hard. So I love hard. It's funny because I love hard, but then I can also cut you off quick. Yes, she can, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I can cut you off quick. Be and and what's important about that is I don't cut you off over one incident. It usually is a bunch of little transgressions that I just let pile up, and then finally I'm like, you know what? This ain't for us. Like it was good in that season, and I'm glad I said that because not all relationships are meant to to endure the test of time. Like there are relationships that are around for a reason come to teach you something a season maybe you needed that person for that portion of your life and then you have your lifetime people that are going to walk with you through anything I am very quick to make what I think is quote-unquote friends but then once I see who they are I'm like "Mm, nah I can't I can't rock with you because like you said, I don't like the way you move in or I've seen how you talk to me about other people. How are you talking to me to those other people? And integrity to me is important. Absolutely. It is extremely important. So if I'm talking to you and you telling me her business or you're bashing her, automatically I'm going to think, oh my God, what does she say about me to that girl? And it it kind of puts a damper on building trust and building intimacy. And I don't think I'll speak from, from the women's perspective. We don't look at it like that. A lot of women think trash talking other women and talking about who dating who, they find that as a sport or a bonding activity. And I don't. Yeah, I mean, nosy people exist. And I think that part of that, and this is not really on topic, but I think part of that is they are lacking something within themselves, um, themselves that um that causes them to behave in that manner. Um, they're not a hundred percent 
satisfied with what they have going on and that's kind of the only way for them to kind of combat some of that is to to drag somebody else down on a level so after you have built trust the second way to build intimacy in a relationship i think is ramping up the amount of time you spend with people through time and through nonverbal communication you can learn a lot about another person. Again, you can learn why they think a certain way or why they have certain opinions through how they live their life. And you can only glean those details by spending more time with them. And once you've established trust and you begin to spend more time with them, you are letting them deeper and deeper into your personal life. Yeah, I definitely think that... um quality time is important um because for me i can't build trust if i don't spend time with you people can say whatever they want you know through the keyboards of a phone um you know and even through the earpiece too i mean you could say anything but I, i i feel as though in order to really get to know a person um, you have to spend time with them because you have to understand those nonverbal cues that a person gives off because it, it can reveal things there. You know, just like if you're a, a poker player, you know, a lot of people say that people have tails. So you can tell when a person is bluffing um, because of those nonverbal cues. You can look at them and say, oh, he lying. His hand is no good. Um, and when you're spending quality time with a person, you get to know their mannerisms, you get to know um, their facial expression, you get to know all of these things that help you to better understand and 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 um, reveal to you, um, you know, okay, are they being honest with me? Because sometimes, like for me, and if I, let's talk about romantic relationships, if I'm looking at a dude, I can tell when he's lying. But if we on the phone or he sending a text message, there's some level of speculation. But if I'm looking at you and I can watch how you moving and I can watch your eyes or how you're fidgeting, I can I can better understand whether or not you're being honest with me. So I definitely think that in order to really build any form of intimacy, you have to spend time with a person because again, people can portray themselves however they want. Um, but when you spend enough time with a person, you can, you can cut through all the BS. Yeah. I like, uh, I like this one personally, because you can put them in situations that they are not normally comfortable in and see how they react. How do you respond to pressure? How do you respond to being upset? These are things I need to know that I don't just want your textbook canned answer to. I need to see if I take you to my people's house and they start grilling you, how do you react to that? Are you annoyed? Do you laugh it off? Um, my family is very loud and very outspoken. So that takes a certain type of man to be able to handle and deal with that. One of my exes, I know for a fact, wouldn't have been able to handle that. They would have ate him up alive day one. <laughs> <laughs> day one. Um, and addition to that another that same ex the way i knew that it wasn't going to work out is as we spent more time together i found that he was more of a homebody when i say homebody i'm talking basketball shorts white tee play the game all day i'm the opposite i like to dress up i like to go out to concerts festivals comedy shows and so as we spent time together he started 
relaxing his representative, meaning he started to let his guard down and show like, okay, babe, you know what? I don't really like to go out to eat. I don't really like to go out to um, parties or festivals or things like that. And I'm like, well, I don't like sitting in the house all day. Like it's something about sitting in the house and not even going to the grocery store that just does not <laughs> cut it for me. Girl, he was ready for Corona. He was just ahead of his <laughs> Listen, homeboy living his best life right now. He's living the dream. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm up in here so crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> those were things I would have not known unless we spent a ton of time together because he began to let his guard down. He got more comfortable with me. And then he eventually got to a place where he was like, I go out for you, but I really don't like to go out. And that's no fun feeling like you have to pressure someone to do the activities that you're interested in. A lot of times you chat with somebody and the guy's like, do you like basketball? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I like basketball. I watch it, you know, Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade. And then homeboy want to sit down and watch all the NBA games of the season. And now you're annoyed because you really don't like basketball as much as you think and as much as you told him. But he wouldn't know that, right? Girl, listen, I, that's probably why I'm single because I'd be honest. Nope, I won't do that. Yep, I like that. Yep. <laughs> Getting all the real up front. Yes, I love basketball. Nope, don't want to watch no football. Nope, don't like that. Don't eat that. Can't stand that. I'm real. I and that's probably again while I'm why I'm single. But that's okay because it's gonna be somebody that can handle all of that one day. Listen, I am a firm believer now in my 30s that let's let's just get this thing all the way out the way up front so we can spend less time you know wasting each other's time absolutely so guys, i ain't got time to be wasted okay no. especially with this rona we don't know what's gonna happen let's let's get to the real right now right i was on this date nap and this young man <laughs> he messaged me he says look i think you're really beautiful but i'm just looking for something casual right now are you down and i said you know what, brother? I appreciate your honesty, but I am not. Have a good, have a good night. And that was that <laughs> because I know what I want. So it's even good. if I'm not started out with, oh, will you marry me? I'm looking for someone who is ready and open to getting to know someone to build a marriage. Well, so, see, if you're not on the same accord from the beginning, you can't even get to intimacy. Exactly. And that's why I appreciated him not putting on a representative like, man, she fine. I still want to go out with her. Let me just say, yeah, I might be open for a relationship. And then, you know, six months, year down the line, you still looking like boo the fool, wonder why he ain't asked to be exclusive. I don't have time for that. So I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with his honesty. He blocked me afterwards, but you know, girl, he, he, daddy. <laughs> A girl, I just, you know, I'm I'm grateful for that, brother. I'll say that. That is funny. Yeah, so I think I have always had a problem with honesty. It's just, I'm a straight shooter. Um, I am working on my delivery with that, but I am just a straight shooter. Um, and I just believe that if I'm just real, and I'm going to give you what I am and who I am up front, because why waste your time? If I'm not the type of person, or if you think you're about to mold me into, no, we might as well just cut it right now. 
that's not going to happen. And I would just appreciate if you would just show me who you really are, because I would rather get to know the real of you and be okay with, you know, okay, I understand how he is, you know, but it's cool because I like it or, you know, I know how to deal with it or whatever it is. But if I am never shown it, you know, I can't make that decision. It's okay to be cautious with your heart and to be cautious with your privacy and your personal life. But at some point, you have to let the guards down in order for someone to get to know you and for you to get to know them so that you can develop that deep emotional connection. I found the most authentic way to build intimacy is through just everyday things. For me, I think that to build an intimate relationship, you need to see how the person, whether it be, you know, a romantic relationship that you're in or, you know, you're building a friend, you need to see their family dynamic um, because that is going to give you a lot of information about how they move, how they operate, why they are the way they are. Um, I feel like when I, when I get to experience people around their family, um, I feel like I get to know them a lot better than you know just kind of how I see them in our own time um, because you'll see how they relate to other people and those are the people that they grew up with that they are supposed to have some of their closest bonds with um, and if you notice that there is kind of something weird energy in that then you know it kind of can help you navigate um, your relationship with that person. Yeah, for me, I think that just being able to see that, and even even if you don't necessarily meet them, listening to how they talk about their family, um, even if you don't get to the place where you're you're actually able to kind of see the interaction, that dynamic, you know, do they talk about their family? Do they talk about their parents? Do they talk about their childhood? Like all of that stuff to me is clues into who they are, which helps me better understand who they are, which helps me to better get a feeling of, you know, is this some is this a person that I want to get closer to? When I know that I've reached a point of true intimacy with that guy, I find myself telling him every single thing. Um, I know he's not my girlfriend, he's he not my friend, so some things might be TMI, but I just want to share, like you said, everything with him. Um, and he will become a sounding board for a lot of my important decisions. And that's key for me because, you know, I like to be in control of my life and I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> so when I'm coming to people and I'm saying, hey, you know, XYZ happened, what you think? Am I tripping? Like, that means I trust you to check me and say, you know what? I don't think she or he meant it that way. Or I don't know, you you might kind of be in your feelings with this one. That's important for me because now I've established you as someone who I'm accountable to. So I trust you in my times where I'm going through it to be like, hey, you know what, sis? you wrong. You wrong. And whether or not I take your advice is on me, but I trust you enough to be honest with me to tell me. Yeah, I think that um, for me, sometimes the true test of the trust and intimacy in my relationship is going on a trip together. 
being in a new place where I can't, you know, escape to my own space or, you know, I can't, you know what, I'm going home. I can't do that. And now I'm kind of locked in this space with you. That for me, listen, them the trip, test of my intimacy with you. Them trips will make and break friendships. I've left many <laughs> friendships after a trip. <laughs> you know, there is just something about going away with another person um, and being, like I said, like that's all you have. You know, you only have this, especially if it's just one-on-one. Oh, my goodness. And, like, when you go out the country, 18-hour um, flights, 20-hour flights away, baby, you you learn some things, honey. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to know if this is the type of person that you really want in your life and whether or not that intimacy is real and strong. Because I promise you, a trip, will reveal some things. Yeah, because now you're spending uninterrupted time. Like you get to see them sun up, sun down. <laughs> yes. And I really feel like if you really want to know the strength and the nature of your relation <clears throat> your relationship with somebody, go on a trip with them. And I feel like that traveling with a person is probably the closest you get to living with somebody without living with somebody. So when we talk about intimacy and romantic relationships, I just want to kind of touch on this Um, just because I've been watching a few couples online and like, I feel like exposure to other people and watching their intimate relationships. Now, I don't know the depths of their relationships, but you can tell when a couple has this chemistry and that they are just intimate and it becomes infectious. So I think that being around people who have, you know, intimate relationships and being a part of that, I think that that can help you develop your intimate relationships. Seeing other people love one another genuinely and unconditionally motivates you and gives you hope that, hey, maybe if I open up to this person or this friend, maybe I can build that type of relationship too. And it also gives you a blueprint for what you want, because if we're honest, we can list 10 to 20 things that we want in a man, but not what we want in a friend. And that's just as important, if not even more important, because you look to your friends for counsel. Okay, ladies, so those are just some of the ways and some of the steps to building intimacy. I know we went on a few tangents, but hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Until next week, I'm Shonda V, the favorite fashionista. And I'm Tasha, two S's and I of Soulful Expression. Peace.